Direct Impact, cutting-edge discussion from a forever learning perspective. Take a deep dive with the Aspiring Intellectual Podcast with thought leader John Smith. Awesome. Thanks for that introduction. Um, let's talk about time. There doesn't ever seem to be enough time. Right? And when there never seems to be enough time, we typically procrastinate. Like, that's one of those fine things. Like, procrastination keeps you away from attaining your goal. And what's crazy is that everyone is busy. Right? Everyone is busy. Like, you get up in the morning and you have a routine. Get to where you got to go. And once you get to where you got to go, you go through the process of being there. And it becomes so routine and it beats your body down because it's a routine and there's nothing strenuous um, where you're getting a, a workout except your brain. Typically, right? If if we live in a computer age, that's where we are. We're in front of computers. We're in front of people. We're talking. We're speaking. We're teaching. Right? And so while you go through this, the goals that you have, the dreams that you set up to achieve, they get put to the back burner. Once they get put to the back burner, you see them and we procrastinate to get to them because we still got to do our day-to-day group. And that's, that's cool, right? That's cool. However, when we begin to compare ourselves to our idea of who we thought we would be, when we begin to compare ourselves against those that we see moving in reality, such as um, the new successful people, right? The ones who have found a niche, found a groove, and they're moving in it, and they're demonstrating they're moving in it because we live in this age of voyeurism where we get to see everything that we've probably been wanting to see. It's like, hey, I got this friend. I don't know how they do it, like Tommy. We don't know how he does it. And, oh, gosh, that's how he does it? Oh, my gosh. And we're on it, right? And we watch it, and we're like, damn, I like your groove. Then he becomes a teacher because now he starts to pay attention. Like, yo, I got an audience here, right? And so what happens is we get in our groove. And in our dream goal, our perceived idea of who we are is paced on this bag shelf, and we keep reaching for it. But we reach for it in this attempt to reach from our position instead of like moving our feet, instead of getting into the groove of getting to where we need to go, right? So as we are in that situation, not only do we begin to put ourselves in a position of want and desire that doesn't seem attainable, we hopefully look for models, influence, aspiration that drives us, that convinces us, that um, presents us and to the mirror again and says, hey, you at one time wanted to be more than you are today and you can do it especially Especially, you can do it, especially 
if you step toward me. So once you begin to step toward yourself, that true identity of who you are, the, the fear of crossing over into that perspective, sometimes in such a way, um, outweighs and creates fear. So you have procrastination and you have this level of fear, right? And I, I, I brought that up because as I begin to talk about this book by Boo Baker, um, I recognize the, the fear in a child who decides they won't be afraid. And once they decide they won't be afraid, um, and what I mean by being afraid, being afraid of, 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 of that little voice that has no real understanding, no guidance, no, no true to life shaking of your great potential. So he lives a life of experience that we consider to be detrimental to the majority of society, but society is rooted in it. It's rooted in our history. It's rooted in the conflict to create the United States. It's rooted in the recognition of trying to be heard and seen. It's rooted in our mainframe. When we look at Western philosophy of adulthood and growth, uh, there's a movie um, that you could watch. Spider-Man. What this kid gets to be the hero, but that's his story. So there's another Spider-Man somewhere else that also has a story. And if we're all Spider-Man, we're all living in our own universe, right? We come across these idealistic villains, and and so to speak, that we're dealing with in our understanding. To our idea. The Universal think mind would make that one villain one villain and not a multitude of villains. But the problem is that we judge out of fear, and the fear is of becoming our true self. So we hide behind a facade that. We don't have to be Spider-Man. We don't have to be the superhero. We don't have to be the Christ. We don't have to be the vision. And the illest stuff is that this takes place in our school. This takes place the minute you relieve your child to a system that says, teach them. So when I read this book, I was like, man. I get it. It reminded me of a Monster Cody. It reminded me of Nathan McCall. Makes me want to holler. It reminded me of the miseducation of the Negro from a philosophical standpoint. From the philosophical standpoint, this book, The Life of Boo Baker, as, as simple as the story seems to read. The intricacies of man thinking and social interaction and functionalism and the panopticon and all of these other scientific terms that have been deemed to um, 
analyze and trivialize, trivialize the context of what we are experiencing day to day without having to go that down that deep down road down that deep down road down that road into this um um, spectrum so to speak right we we see we see this happening from the other side of the fence and yet we are only worried about our side of the fence because we're scared to be our true self to go across and see that the fence is nothing but a false barrier and we get we get convicted by that and then procrastination begins to set in again. And then fear begins to set in again. And wanting to break through that gives us a, a fight that could take so much of our time. Which is pretty, pretty, pretty interesting warfare, right? I mean, it takes so much of our time. It, it takes us to a... Macro perspective of what it looks like to be an adult. I mean, because if you think about it, if 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 we look at Emotep, Alexander the Great, we look at I I, I don't know. I, you got to say Alexander the Great, I guess, because that's just what you're taught, right? Or it's Alexander. But then we say Alexander of Alexandria. We don't know. Listen, I'm not going to go down there. All we, uh, I'm, I'm only speaking from the perspective of the Greek philosopher, the westernized ideology, right? But let's look at Manson. Let's look at Abu Bakr. Let's look at uh, Amin and uh, Booker and Boys and Garvey. Let's look at Roberson. Let's look at Roberson, right? Let's look at Roberson. Let's take a good look at the philosopher of modern society having to say, as a man, my choice is to say and be and do what I choose was just as harsh as the bully. The problem is we, 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 we as adults, we don't, we don't analyze that. We analyze, right? We're analyzing the detriment of our society through the, the, the young, immature hands of our young and our focus has been rearranged, engaged on something that has no real place in adulthood. And the reason that we are is because we're losing so many. But the focus has been switched that we don't analyze the argument to where that child never has to be the child of the day. I'm saying if if we really pay attention and we really understand what it means to be an adult, then there's no argument. It's just existence. And a defense and a defending of that existence, which we see in these 
in these stories of these young people who are gunning and speaking on it in a way that sounds like garble because it it's not logical to the learned and adult male female perspective. Right. It's as ill <laughs> because we see babies and we see their garble and we just say it's cute. And then the baby is, is, is able to communicate, but it's still garble. And then this is the ill thing. <laughs> if this majority of society only speaks garble, then they don't. What, who does he have? Who, does, who do they have? So once you begin to step to oh. yourself, you have to read this. Book, yo. <laughs> yo, you gotta read the life of Bruce Baker. You got to. I mean, it. it and I can only say, good job, man. I mean, he captured something that is problematic. You capture something that is truthful because you're being honest. You're being honest, man. And I get it. And I commend you and I applaud you. And most people will be like, you know, it's kind of like when I was reading um, Between the World and Me. And there's this part that he, he says, you know, this reporter asked me about this this one thing in my book. This one thing in my book. And I said, that's that's not it. And that the, the and society typically does that. They get they want to get stuck on that one thing because they don't want to be the adult at So I'm gonna tell you, pick this book up, yo, you know how I do. If you have a problem, you, you need an answer, you got a question, no, go look at it. And if you having a bad day. Are you just trying to get away? Read a book. That's my time. That's it.